It's Thursday, March 19th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. China just reported no locally transmitted COVID-19 cases for the first time since the outbreak began, but it might not be out of the woods just yet. Then, even though you still have to file taxes by April 15th, we'll explain why you might catch a break if you owe cash to Uncle Sam. And finally, we'll look at why panic buying groceries isn't the most urgent food issue we should be worried about. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. A lot happened today, so we're going to start off by telling you the headlines. The State Department just warned Americans not to travel abroad and to come home if they're already overseas. It's a level four travel advisory for all international travel. That's the highest level travel warning there is. Right now, a little over a dozen countries are coded level four, like China and Syria. For context, just a few days ago, the State Department was telling Americans to just reconsider travel abroad. Now, it's about to get a lot more serious. Meanwhile, the number of people filing for unemployment in the U.S. is going through the roof. In New York this week, so many people tried to file for unemployment that the State Department of Labor's website crashed. New Jersey's governor says the same thing also happened there. We'll talk a little later on about one move the government is taking to ease the financial burden so many Americans are facing. And in Europe, Netflix says it's going to lower its streaming quality for the next 30 days. The European Union asked Netflix and other streaming platforms to make the move, saying they need to reduce the strain on internet service providers while everyone's working from home. But the big headline of the day hails from China. Zero. That's how many new locally transmitted cases of COVID-19 China logged yesterday. It's the first time that's happened since the crisis began there three months ago. That's the sound of a parade of Wuhan locals filmed by Chinese state media. They're thanking a medical team that came from another Chinese region to help fight the virus. Chinese newspapers say they're part of a growing number of doctors and nurses who get to go home as the number of cases across China levels off. Remember, this is the capital of Hubei province, where more than 19 out of 20 deaths in China occurred. It's been the hardest hit region by a long shot. Only a month ago, the World Health Organization said there were over a thousand new cases a day. So it's a pretty big deal that now, Wuhan, where this all began, has zero new cases. It's an even bigger deal that China has zero new locally transmitted ones. This is being taken two ways. One, that China could be over its first wave of infections. And two, that its tough lockdown policies might have worked. Let's talk about that last part. Since January, about 60 million people in Hubei have been on lockdown. Schools closed. Temperature checks at building entrances became the new normal. And the country suffered huge economic blows. So bringing that number down to zero was really hard, life-changing hard. But it's already being mined for lessons about what works when it comes to stopping an outbreak. And keep in mind, just because there are no new locally transmitted cases doesn't mean that there aren't new cases. The country did report 34 new infections, all affecting people who traveled to China from overseas. But the country says for now, there are no new person-to-person transmissions within its borders. Over here in the US though, Johns Hopkins reported today that cases neared 11,000. And there are some signs that the US is taking pages from China's playbook. 
cities and counties across the country are telling their citizens, stay inside and practice social distancing. But remember, we're a long ways away from the authoritarian moves we've seen China make so far. So, it's been a pretty crazy week. COVID-19 isn't making it easy on anyone. And one of the things that probably hasn't been at the top of your to-do list is filing your taxes. Especially when you're still adjusting to your potentially long-term work-from-home situation, or if you're living paycheck to paycheck, or if you were recently let go from your job. And that might make paying your tax bill challenging. Well, with this week's news, we may be on our way to a much-welcome delay. This week as part of the government's COVID-19 response package, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin announced that the all-too-familiar April 15th deadline to pay your tax bill is getting pushed to the right by 90 days. But only if you owe less than $1 million. So probably a lot of us. Here's what that means for you as an individual. One, some things stay the same. You still need to file your taxes by April 15th, unless you request an extension. Hello, Form 4868. But two, if you owe Uncle Sam any taxes, you'll have 90 extra days to send your check without facing interest or penalties. Meaning you have until July 15th to settle your tax bill. Also, this only applies to federal taxes. As for state taxes, you'll have to double check your deadline. So far, California and Maryland are both following suit and are granting individuals and businesses some type of delay. So remember, you still have to file by the original April 15th deadline. But with the 90-day delay, you get to keep more money in your pockets now, since for some people and with all the social distancing, finances may be tight. And if you're expecting a refund as opposed to a bill, you probably want to file sooner rather than later. Because in times like these and for millions of taxpayers, every little bit helps. For more on how COVID-19 can impact your wallet, head on over to theskim.com slash money. This week, we've been asking you to call in and tell us how you're finding ways to help others during this time. Your stories have really inspired us, and today we wanted to share one from Jada. She works at the Midwest Food Bank in central Illinois. Um, So we have taken extreme measures to keep working, to keep distributing food, but practice social distancing at the same time. If you planned ahead or had the money to stockpile groceries, your shelves might be pretty full right now. But for some families, that's far from reality. The scarcity and insecurity is a real thing, but we're doing our part to keep our doors open and to keep the vast shipment of food going out every day for those in need at no charge. We decided to call Jada up to hear more about what she's dealing with. Before this happened, one in nine households were food insecure. And so like one in nine households don't have the opportunity to stock up. And so when they go to the store and they can't find anything, it's, it only amplifies the, the scenario of those people in need. That's where her work at the Midwest Food Bank comes in. What we do day in and day out is disaster because anyone suffering from hunger really is a disaster. And so we are equipped to address this. It's just that we're seeing it at a greater rate right now. And social distancing doesn't make that easier. 
They usually have 100 to 150 volunteers in their warehouse, but these days, that number is closer to 10. They've got enough inventory for now, but uh, we are uncertain. Uh, there is a lot of uncertainty in the supply chain as we start to think about preparing food two and three weeks from now. If you want to help out a local food bank, Jada suggests donating money, since food banks already know where to get food at the lowest cost and can stretch your dollars further. We all just need to have more compassion and remember that there's a need to, to treat everyone with dignity and serve those in need in all seasons. Thanks for sharing your story with us, Jada, and a big thanks to everyone else who's already called in. We're so impressed by everything you're doing to help your community, and we want to keep this going. Give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail telling us how you're finding ways to help others during this time. And we might feature your call on the show. Before we go, we've got a pro tip to share from our other podcast this week, Skimmed from the Couch. Annie Lawless has founded not one, but two successful companies. After dropping out of law school, she founded Suja Juice, which became one of the largest juice companies in the country. Her newest venture, Lawless Beauty, is hoping to upend the clean beauty market. She gave us our pro tip for how to get the lay of the land in an unfamiliar industry. Connect with people that are in the industry. Um, you have to remember that nobody knows what they're doing when they start, so they'll be super receptive and open to helping and giving you advice because they once were in your shoes. You can hear more from Annie on our most recent Skimmed from the Couch episode, brought to you in partnership with Sephora. And that's all for Skim This. Also, remember, we want to know how you're finding ways to help others during this time. So call us and leave us a voicemail to tell us. 646-461-6370. And a big thanks to those of you who have already called in. And if you aren't signed up yet for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, you can do so on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 